Hello and welcome to the Beautifully Imperfect podcast, where we're all coming as we are, learning to grow in the process with Jesus. I am one of your hosts, Nicole Jacobsmeyer. And I'm Emily Vermillion. On here, we're going to talk about how to walk with faith and joy through all that life brings. So grab a chair because you're all invited. Welcome to another episode of Beautifully Imperfect. Thank you guys so much for joining. And today we are going to talk about a hard topic, one that strikes a chord with both Emily and I, but we believe that we need to bring these types of things into the light. And so today we want to talk about being hurt, manipulated, even abused, or anything damaging like this from people who call themselves Christians. Yeah, you know, as Christians, it seems like sometimes we're always doing it wrong and the world is doing it right, which is sad, but I know so many people, including myself, that have been hurt by people in the church or by the church, like as a general term. Um, And because of that, you know, people have decided to walk away from God or not even try to approach him because of a circumstance they've had. Right. And that is so hard because Mm -hmm. it's, it should not be like that. And I think you nailed the first thing is the world sometimes seems like they're doing it right. And the Christians are doing it wrong. And that when you find something like that, it needs to be talked about. And I do want to say though, before we dive in, I will tell you that I know I have hurt other believers with my words in my past because my words I I would think are sometimes my biggest strength, but they are also, um, they were my biggest weakness when I wasn't walking in the spirit. So both Emily and I are in no way like exempt from this conversation and we don't want to be um, pushy like, oh, we've been so hurt, but we've never done anything ourselves. Um, Yeah. That's just (laughs) not, that's just not true. So moving forward though, um, when you do experience pain, like abuse or manipulation, judgment, anything from other believers, the first thing that can happen is it can be so confusing. And in 1 Corinthians 14, 33, it says, for God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. So we need to first remember that God is not a God of confusion. And it's just one of those things where do you ever walk away from a conversation with someone who calls themselves a believer and you don't know what just happened? Like you feel completely judged and hurt and it's like, you know, you're a strong person, but then you feel like they manipulated you into thinking everything is your fault. And then it doesn't even stop there, but then you feel like the worst mom, the worst wife, the worst human after, after talking to them all from one silly conversation. And if you have, I get that. And since God brings peace, guess what? The devil brings confusion, strife, and judgment. Yeah. You know, this relates to us individually and bigger as a culture, because if we are promoting the truth of who God is, that he is all knowing, all loving, all accepting, you know, then why does it have to be such a thorn in Christian society? Right. You know, like, did Christ pass judgment on others? Did he isolate himself from certain people or pour down the wrath of God on them? No, you know, he took it all upon himself and he approached everyone with the same care and focus and intention. And so when 
we experience or witness like such opposing actions by those that claim to be like Christ, that's a huge hard hurdle to overcome living in the truth of who Christ is and, you know, what we feel is truly what he wants us to know of who he is. So, I mean, I think it just, it's sad when this is, you know, a common occurrence because that's not who God is. Right. And I, we're not talking about like when Jesus turned the tables over or, Mm -hmm. you know, like that righteous anger or right. Right. We're not talking about that. We're talking about, no, we're talking like malicious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. And so not only confusion coming at you and like having these conversations and that being something that's like so prevalent is the confusion, but also judgment. And I know we are not the one, only ones who have silently suffered for years because of a quote unquote believer being critical or judgmental or emotionally abusive. And this might be a touchy thing to say, but whether you are the victim of the John Chris scandal or you have a family member that has been manipulating you gaslighting you for years, it needs to be brought into the light. Yeah. I mean, the biggest encouragement we can offer in these circumstances is to focus wholeheartedly on your relationship with Christ. And it's, it's hard to separate the influence that other believers have in your life um, because hello, I mean, we're here on earth with people that yeah do have a big influence on us. Um, And, you know, the way we handle tense relationships as Christ would, you know, is hard because our flesh hurts when we're wrong. Um, And that's like just a hard line to balance, you know, but Christ does not forsake those who love him. And when you can stand on his righteousness, your own shortcomings can be overshadowed and the light that he offers can truly shine on any situation. So this gives you clarity and understanding of how to move forward. And, you know, learning to manage expectations of others right. through your deeper understanding of how God loves is like one of the hugest things that can give you strength yes. um, to set that right and fair mindset when you're like handling a conflict, including, you know, how to manage those healthy boundaries that we all have to learn to build, you know, in certain circumstances. Yes, I I totally agree with that. I love that. Just the healthy boundaries, healthy mm-hmm just setting that up for whatever situation you're going through. And that just has to be established because of your own relationship with the Lord and what, who you are answering to and what you feel led to do and what Jesus is calling you specifically to do. But Mm -hmm. um, let's talk more about our role now that we actually have established that you and I are not the only ones who have been hurt by Christians, um, but we are no way perfect. And something that I did for years was allow this digging into my soul continue from an emotional and verbal abuser. And one of my spiritual mentors, my aunt, gave me a great description of this. She said, honey, you are not allowing it. Just like when someone stabs you in the back, it's not like you let them do that. And mm-hmm. so while that is very true, I became so accustomed to pain and pushed my feelings down and became so hurt. And you know that phrase, hurt people, hurt people. It's so true. And because of the constant manipulation and judgment from someone who proclaims they love Jesus, I became so hurt myself. Yeah. Um, It's especially difficult in circumstances, you know, where there is that perpetual pain. And I think like 
in that situation, it requires us to do the heart work on ourselves to gain the insight God needs for us to understand about our own walk and how to handle it, how it affects us and how that relationship, how that relates to our relationship with that person or the issue. Because, you know, when that's a perpetual circumstance that says more about the other person and it's not something that you can put on them and control the situation. So that's, you know, that's why it requires you to just do a lot of internal heart work on how to manage this. And the biggest insight for that is going to be God and his word and what he tells us is truth. And the truth is we're all hurt yeah. and we are all in need of a savior. We all sin, we all screw up. And that's why we need more and more of Jesus. It is grace upon grace upon grace. And because we are all just in desperate need of him and mm-hmm. our hearts need a transformation and a healing. And that goes for everybody. And for yeah. me, that's when honestly counseling, I think really changed my life because mm-hmm. getting an outside perspective and having godly people say and see things for what they were helped yeah. me so much. Like yeah. they spoke truth and the word over me and spoke life into the situation. And I think that's what really helped me get free is somebody yeah. else stepping in and seeing both sides and saying basically, you know, the truth of what the situation was. And that's right. huge. That's huge for our yeah. emotionally, spiritually, your, your mind is like constantly thinking one direction. And then all of a sudden someone comes in with a very clear, loving, godly word and like moves you in a different direction. And your life is just like, blown. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think too, it needs to be mentioned that like you mentioned how, um, I'm assuming like your counselor was a Christian counselor. And I think that's huge because, you know, that is when you're in a situation that is so tightly knit to your heart and your emotions, being conscious of who is speaking life into you is like, so very imperative. You know, nobody has an excuse for being malicious, but the truth is that the church body is made up of sinners. You know, we don't have an excuse to treat people wrongly because of this, but learning grace really does take practice. And it's the biggest thing that can help this situation is, you know, being honest with our own weaknesses, recognizing that others have them too, and rely on trust in Christ for peace because, you know, in order for us to move forward, we have to know that his direction is guiding us and, um, and in the ways that we can release the hurts and manage those expectations. Yes. Oh, that is so wise. I love that. I'm going to have to like play this and repeat that (laughs) (laughs) just so I can hear that. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, I tell you, I'm like, you're my life coach. (laughs) Girl, I got you. (laughs) You're mine too. (laughs) I don't know about that, but thank you. (laughs) And honestly, like I can probably, well, yeah, I really think I can say this out of everything in my life. The hardest thing that I've had to walk through was finally tossing the ball over the fence and walking away from the drama and the judgment and the Mm -hmm. manipulation. And it's Mm -hmm. like, you just stop playing the game. Yeah. And that's what I think that's when you finally have that turning point when you're like, I'm free of this shackle. Like I can move on. Right. Yeah. And, and having the wisdom to get help outside of close friends and family 
remembering who you are and who God made you to be. Apologize for what you've done. Own up to your faults for sure, because I think that plays a huge mm-hmm. part. We are not trying to play the victim. Like that is right. not what this is about. The world yeah. is not out to get you. And exactly. you have to yeah. own up to your own faults. And but honestly, I will say in some cases, when the relationship is so toxic, I actually don't suggest, and this is what my counselor told me too, I don't suggest that you say everything to like your abuser's face. Um, right. I think sometimes you have to weigh things with a grain of salt and say, okay, I'm going to bring these things to that person. And then I'm going to bring the rest to the Lord because mm-hmm. he knows your heart and he is the only person, the only healer that can do that transforming work. And yep. So I think you do need to get counseling. You need to repent of your wrongs. You need to set boundaries and move on. And you have like setting boundaries is huge. And you have to remember the truth of the situation. And guess what? Our lives are not about meeting other people's expectations. Our lives are about responding to Jesus. And I just go, I always go back to like, he knows my heart. He knows where Mm -hmm. I'm at. And Sometimes like talking to a brick wall is not going to do anything. And Mm -hmm. the only way you can be set free is not trying to like smash it down, but walking away and living your life for the Lord. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. That's how I know that in my head, I've like finally been free. Let go of it. And I think, you know, as adults, that's something that you learn that that's a wisdom that you gain because you do, you have to realize what is healthy for your life. And, you know, it's not to just be like, turn your back on everything that like makes you uncomfortable. It's not about that either, because we have to like grow in who we are. And, and that's why God puts trials in our lives. But you do get to a point where you have an understanding of the truth that God says is the truth, you know, his love, his care, all these things, and it it being knit together for his good. And that way you can have peace about when the time is to like have control over what you can. And that's your mindset. That's your mindset. And that's your heart. You have control over those things and you can have control over what is affecting you in that way. And those healthy boundaries are a part of that. And just like you were saying, you know, Jesus is our ultimate judge. You know, he, that is who we're purposefully living for. It is not about other, other people in the sense that you're trying to make them like Jesus. No, that's Jesus, his job, you know, that's his, Jesus's job in our life, not our job for other people. So he's our ultimate judge and he loves us wholly. Um, and there's nothing he can't accept of us. We only need love from him and have and to have faith in who he is. And yep. we are living this life here and we learn from all the trials that we have. It makes us who we are. It gives us like that wisdom I was talking about to share and teach other people um, and, and to know more of who he is. You know, he gives us that intelligence to live life through grace. And that's what yep. sets ourselves free of being tormented forever by the pains that we've had. And yes. We're all perfectly and wonderfully made and capable of living in the freedom of who he made us to be for ourselves and as a testament to who he is. And that's the ultimate whole point of all of this. Right. Because Jesus is always the answer. Yes. <laughs> and mm-hmm. turning to other people first after being hurt by Christians is never the answer. They remember I said first. So like turning to other yeah. people first is never the answer, but they can absolutely, you know, counselors, spiritual mentors they can radically help you and change you and pray with you and speak Mm -hmm. truth and all those things. And we need a tribe to 
you know, help us get through. But ultimately Jesus is always the answer. And we need to go to the one healer who can mend our broken hearts and put us on this new path away from the pain and hurt of others. Not fully, not like, oh, you're going to go live in a unicorn land and everything's going to be perfect. But just like like you said, it's the mindset and it's the heart change. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And then you're, it's like, it doesn't affect you like it used to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, you know, realizing that we're in control of our mindset, our thoughts and feelings, you know, that is a perspective that helps us put weight on things that deserve it and let the rest fall away. You know, we're capable of living life through the lens of what we believe. And that's how God's presence can shape and shift how we live. And there's nothing too hard for him to help you work through. And there's nothing that he's not able to handle or give you uh, insight to and reveal you know, what it is he needs you to learn and see and grow and, um, and just to fill his love through it because that's ultimately part of it. You know, going through a trial is to fill that love from him. Yes. And I think like in the beginning we were of this uh, podcast, we were talking about how it's like the world is doing it right sometimes. And I think, Mm -hmm. I think it's a big turnoff for, um, people who are not saved to look into this judgy Christian sphere. Like who would want to be a part of that? And I was listening to a sermon last week about hyper-religious people and pathetic practices. And it was like, oh my gosh, it was so, so good. We're going to, maybe we should like link it in here. (laughs) Yes. That would be a great idea. Yeah, we'll do that. I think he was onto something because he was talking about Christ in you, the hope of glory and relating this to the hyper-religious. And let me explain. So the verse... Colossians 1 27 was to whom God was pleased to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And it's not about pushing Christ on others or acting like you're super spiritual or holy or judging others because you believe one thing and everyone else is wrong. It's a relationship between you and the Lord only. It is your walk with Jesus. And out of that, fruits will come out of your life and your life will be a reflection of his glory and your life will be what non-believers need to see. It's how you love, how you care, how you serve, how you live. And from my experience, the people who have hurt me the most in the church were completely opposite of this and they tried to act like that, but we're all all about the hyper-religious spectrum and judgmental and Mm -hmm. really like caring about putting others down instead of dealing with their own hurt and their own heart. And that is, it it was a big wake up call for me to focus and say, okay, Lord, what do I need to bring before you? Because I want my heart to be pure and I want my heart to be right before you at all times. Yeah. I know. You know, our biggest challenge is is to be like Christ. You know, right. it's hard because <laughs> Jesus is perfect, you yeah. know, and he will be forever. And that's something that we like literally cannot fully accomplish here right. on earth. You know, what people forget is that he loved everyone fully and he still upheld a standard. So he was upholding a standard, but at the same time, loving every single person for exactly who they were. And yes, yeah. you know, we are to be 
in the world, but not of the world. And there's a difference there. You know, we have to know what we need to do to be the light of Christ and strong in who we are because of him. And this relates to how we interact with others too. You know, what are, what are your words and actions conveying about your heart and the heart of Christ? You know, when, when you're hurt, your response and the processing of the conflict can be different if you process through it with this like litmus test in mind, you know, how is, how, what is your heart check, but what, what would Christ be doing in this situation? And, you know, you know, even thinking about this like daily helps me tremendously just with my kids because it's like, you know, I'm just having to think like, (laughs) okay, I have my way of doing this or, you know, my heart is feeling this way, but like, I can't just call myself a Christian and say that I'm that way, but then, you know, be acting out in another way or being judgmental or things like that. Like I have to check my heart with who I know Christ to be. And so that, that's something that's a challenge for us, but, um, and we're not always going to be perfect at that. But I think that if we can pause long enough to reflect on that, it can really help us deal with these types of conflicts um, in our heart and like with other people that are doing things that are hard, hard to handle and hard to experience. Right. And we're here to please the Lord and not worry about what other people think and let our lives show that we are free in Christ and not judgy and full of rules. And no one will want to be a believer and follow Jesus yeah. if we are so uptight and like stuck in our exactly. ways of condemning everybody. Exactly. And Jesus brings victory and freedom and living that out, living out the new covenant with love and grace and letting the Holy Spirit just show through so boldly. Exactly. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. I mean, God hung out with, he hung out with all the like crazy town people and what had fun with them (laughs) and brought them to him because he loved them. Yes. And you know, that's the name of the game in a nutshell. I mean, we're to love other people and yes, it doesn't discount how painful other people can make us feel. Um, but ultimately we just want you guys to know like Jesus heals all things and, um, he's ultimately going to bring you that peace and that freedom that you need to let go of things that have been hard. And hopefully, you know, our hope is an encouragement for this talk was just to help you guys have a perspective of like moving forward from a hurt that you have and keeping on in mind, like going forward and who we want to be as Christians, you know, as part of this fallen world, it's a, it's it's a challenge, but I think we're all up for it um, because we have the strongest person on our side. So, so before we do our raise your hand segment that we love to end the shows on, (laughs) we want to invite you all to join us over on Facebook. Um, We have a Facebook club. I'm going to call it over there and we're going to be starting a book club in February and we're super excited to announce what the new book or not the new, but the first book is going to be. We're super um, looking forward to going through that with you all and we want you all to be there. So check us out yes. on Facebook. We'll have I'm the so link. I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. Are we going to announce the book or are we keeping it a secret? Should we're we keeping it a secret. Tell them on Facebook. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna tell them on Facebook. We're keeping it a secret, y'all. <laughs> oh, yes. So you'll have to go on there. But this, yes. I feel like this first month we decided to do a very empowering book that I personally read a few months back in I'm just excited to read it again. And you haven't read it. Have you? I haven't. No, I haven't. So I'm like stoked. (laughs) So you guys go follow us. Um, I believe it's facebook.com beautifully imperfect co. Yeah. But yeah, 
we can come. We'll link it. Do the link. Yeah, we'll have the link <laughs> in, the, in the notes. <laughs> All right. So to let's move on to our raise your hand. So what do you have for us this episode, Nicole? Oh, man. <laughs> so raise your hand if your hot water heater has ever been broken and y'all couldn't shower for more than four days. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I can honestly say that has never happened to me before, but I have just by default not showered for four days. Oh my gosh. Mom life makes you do a lot of things. Well, you you begin to feel like wipes are okay. Wipes are okay for everything. (laughs) Wipes and dry shampoo. Oh my goodness. That's what I've been doing. It's been freezing. So I will say, okay, that's maybe an exaggeration because I did day two and a half. I was like, okay, you know what? That's it. I'm freezing. So I hopped in like a freezing cold shower. I don't even like feel miserable. (laughs) Too cold. And then I just did the whole dry shampoo thing. Oh my goodness. (laughs) But don't forget to go subscribe to our podcast, write a review or share on social media for a chance at a hundred dollar visa card. And I know, yay. We'll announce the winner next week as a, just a thank you for you guys being so engaged and just being so supportive and it's just been I don't know it's been wonderful so we want to give yes that one of those to you yes exactly and so with that know that you're loved seen and beautifully imperfect bye y'all bye guys